This is for advisors by advisors. I'm your host, Evan J. Mayer. Today's topic is going to be on the time that we decided to go independent. What did we have to do to get everything set up and the office prepared? And so there's a lot that goes into this. I hear a lot from the people that I've interviewed or from outside of those interviews that going independent is a very tough thing to do, that there's a lot that you have to do. And the answer is, is yes, there's a ton you have to do in the beginning. After you get most of it done, it becomes very easy and it becomes very simple. So uh, very simple. So. There's a bunch of things I basically put down on this list, and I kind of wanted to talk you through it a little bit um, so that you could kind of see what we ended up having to go through when we made the decision. We're going to be talking about, this was mid-June, I want to say June 5th through the 10th, somewhere around that frame that we had made the decision, and we had gone and left our firm and resigned on August 9th. So we had basically a two-month window to do all of this. Now, most people do this in six months. Let me clarify that again. Most people do this in six months to a year to maybe two years. We did all this in two months. So was it high stress? Yes. Was it a lot to do in a very short period of time? Yes. So what do you have to do? What are some of the main things that you have to do? I gave a list here and I'll kind of walk you through it. First and uh, foremost, you have to find where your office is going to be. That's probably the biggest thing is finding an office. So offices are ranked as A, B, C, as far as quality. A is, you know, an A building is a really good building, right? And so there are buildings that you would look at and go, that's an A, but it's not so great. So the first thing we did is we found a realtor that was referred to me from a friend and we started looking at different properties and so we went out during that two-month period we spent you know call it five hours on going to look for different properties and we kind of knew centrally where we wanted to locate and we found our building okay so once you find the building then you got to negotiate the lease and the contract keep in mind the square footage we initially started with was somewhere around 1600 We've expanded since then, but most buildings, the first thing I would look at is, is you want a really good quality building that your clients are gonna like, one. Two, you want it somewhere in the vicinity of where you did work. Uh, I thought that was a benefit. And three, the square footage that you choose is a significant thing to make sure of. So, you know, there's not many commercial properties A-rated that have a bunch of 1,600 and less square foot offices. So. Once we found that, then we had to negotiate a contract and you do need an attorney to do this, okay? We luckily, uh, um, I used a, uh, a friend of mine and I used a lawyer that owed a friend of mine a favor and we basically got this done for pretty low cost. So you negotiate the contract. So they're gonna send you the contract, the lawyer's gonna put a bunch of stuff in there or stuff at, take stuff out of there that they don't want it goes back to the building it goes back and forth it goes back and forth about five six times and that's after you negotiate so first you know you got to negotiate the building price right you got to say hey i want the building for this much square feet you got to know all the triple net stuff too that's included in that this is a very complicated part i don't want to go too deep into it i want to make it pretty pretty seamless but you do want professionals in your corner you want a good real estate 
um, agent that knows commercial property. Home residential, I don't find as much need for that, but definitely on the commercial end, it's a value add. And then also a lawyer to help you with the negotiations of the contract. So once you find out where you're going to be, okay, and that does take, that's the most time, that, that, that can take a month. Okay, so people that can move within a month, I don't know how they're able to negotiate that. Uh, that took a while. We finally got that done and moved in sometime around July, right after the 4th of July, I think we took uh, occupancy. So we had about a full month from the time we made the decision to get in there, which was very quick. They all told us it was record time. And luckily our office already was built out. It was a spec. So because it was already built out, it wasn't a tremendous amount of work. Sometimes you need to get construction done. We did an expansion. I thought it was going to be two months. It ended up being seven months. So expansions are long. So I would suggest if you don't have to move quick, take your time with this part, okay? Because it's never going to be ready on time. We luckily found a spec just to clear that up. Um, then you're going to need things like phones. You're going to, now when you get phones, you're going to need somebody to wire the office. I thought that was done already. And I thought that was up to the office to do. Nope, it's up to the tenant on commercial property. So we had to hire somebody to come in and actually put the phone lines in the right offices. Then we had to hire Comcast to come and set up the phones for each of the offices, okay? The Comcast part wasn't a big deal. That part was pretty easy. We worked with a business consultant that helped us a lot. And the person that ended up doing the phone lines, not a big deal either. The building had somebody that already had a permit. Keep that in mind. The building's going to want people that already have permits to, to be able to work in inside of the commercial property. So they, they luckily the office had somebody for us and we took advantage of them. So you got to get the lease. You got to negotiate the lease. You got to get the phones set up. You got to get the TV. So we wanted four different TV boxes for our different offices. We had to go out and buy TVs. So we, we bought those at Best Buy, we got those delivered, and then we hired somebody to put up the TVs as well. And that again, was gonna add on to your cost and your experience. Again, if you have six months to do this, it's probably not so much of a big deal. Again, we did this really fast. So it came at us pretty, pretty, uh, pretty aggressively. Again, not to scare anybody off from it. Once you're done, you're done. And you don't have to worry about that. Plus, you know, we were doing it with the concept of leaving a different office and not wanting to get caught creating our new office. Printers. We decided to lease a printer, not knowing that the firm we were going to affiliate with, their technology was superior. And most of the stuff we could do was on DocuSign and we really didn't need paper documents. So we did end up leasing a printer. Am I upset about that cost? That's probably the one regret. <laughs> you know, if that's my one regret, it's not such a, bad, a big deal. But yeah, leasing the printer, we ended up doing that. Furniture. You got to go out and buy your furniture now. There's a place called Office Furniture Depot down here in South Florida. That's who we utilize to get the furniture done. We picked out, we went there, we picked out what we wanted. We had to send them a spec sheet of our office layout. And they kind of created the office furniture look that we were looking for. The cost was pretty high on that stuff. We're talking about 20 grand I spent on office furniture initially to do it again i now can you do some of this stuff for a lot cheaper the answer is yes you can work out of your house but given my size book my presence of what i wanted my office to look like we did in my opinion the best economical sense i wanted it to be a little bit more funkier and neater and i think that's something i may create down the road but initially that's what i did the artwork 
we had to get artwork. I had this piece. There was a restaurant down the street here that had a smaller rendering of it. We took down the artist's name, we called them, and we had them create that for our office, along with some other pieces of art that we added into our office. So that was important. So the furniture and the artwork, those are extra things that, you know, you're going to want your office to be up. Now, there are going to be people that will say to you, you don't need to have that day one. You don't need to have the TVs up day one. You don't need to have the artwork up day one. We kind of felt important that we wanted that stuff done. So we did it. We wanted the presence that when a client walked in, they felt comfortable the minute we went, they walked into our office. Insurance. You need insurance for your employees and, and you know, God forbid a client gets hurt inside your office. So you're going to need to get that done. Very easy to do. That's not a big deal at all. Staples. We had to go out to Staples and fully stock everything. We had to get staples. We had to get pens. We had to get paper. We had to get certain things that you need in your office that if you were in the employee channel, you never really worried about that. That's very easy now though. We go on to Staples, one of us once a month and just anything we're missing, we make sure we include in. Again, all this stuff I'm talking about is a pain in the butt initially, and then it's easy. Um, computers. We went out and bought computers. The firm we were affiliating with had the same price for the same computer and they were already kind of loaded with the technologies that we needed. So that made it pretty easy. We ordered it directly from them and they came set up. So that was pretty easy as far as getting that done. Website creation. We had our website created in that time period too. So luckily with the firm we affiliated with, there's basic models. At the time, I didn't care about having too funky of a website. And even to this day, I'm not, I don't really care about having too funky of a website. Just something nice and standard is what we did. I have gone to some practice management meetings where they're suggesting I make that change and I think I will, but initially I didn't do that. I just kind of got the website created, nice, easy website done. Um, payroll, something again, you can do later. A lot of this stuff you can do later and the firm you affiliate with, or if you affiliate with an RIA, they probably are going to help you out with 90% of this stuff and have people ready to go. If you're going to kind of create your own thing, you may not. Again, the firm I affiliated with had people that we could talk to for this stuff, but payroll, we shopped our payroll services out. I had employees. I wanted to make sure that they got compensated. I wanted to make sure that they had health insurance and I wanted to make sure that myself and my family had health insurance. And we felt like going through a group benefit plan was the way to go. We actually, they were bidding for our business. So it was between Insperity, Trinet and Paychex. Initially, we do shop that out from time to time to see if there's a competitor out there that is doing substantially better. And so far, as we've shopped it out, the cost we have is actually a net cheaper expense. Now, you got to be careful with this. And I'm, again, I could do a whole podcast on looking out for the hidden fees and the costs. But when you take the health insurance and the payroll costs and all those costs and you add them together, that's something you're going to want to take a look at as far as what your all-in cost is going to be. So keep that in mind. That is basically it. We had to do some scripts as far as, and I talked about this in the prior episode, as far as the day we went independent. But yeah, we created some scripts. We got that done through compliance. Basically, the scripts were making sure that we hit on the right talking points of what clients cared about and the why we're making the move. You hear a lot about the why as financial advisors. We had to make sure we were able to clearly explain why we were making the move and why it was beneficial for us. And if the clients decided to join us, well, that's, you know, so be it. And again, we did leave on broker protocol. And then we also had letters that were pre-approved that 
and emails that were pre-approved that the minute we left our firm and keep in mind, this was something we were told, like your licenses have to come over before you can start calling clients. We were pretty lucky. Ours came over within like a half an hour to 45 minutes. It was pretty, it was the fat, it was one of the fastest times, uh, you know, they said they saw, which was great. We like to break records here. Um, so, but that is that two month period of getting all that done. You got to imagine that was a pretty hectic time while still working my book of business, still dealing with the bank on meetings and, you know, getting people I have access to my calendar so they can book it at any time. So we definitely had hurdles to get by when we were doing this and it was not enjoyable. It was stressful. There's no other way to put it again. Now that we are independent and our clients are our clients, if we ever decided to reaffiliate or leave firms in the future, I don't think half of the stress or half of the pressure, especially since this office is now my office, would be there. It would be a very easy move. So keep in mind, if it is something you are considering, uh, feel free to reach out to me. Happy to talk you through it. Happy to um, kind of you know go through the experiences I went through. Again, not a whole lot of mistakes you can make. Maybe you can save some money here or there, but getting the basic things done, I get, again, my biggest mistake was the printer, which again, I laugh at today because if that's my biggest mistake, it only cost me a hundred dollars a month. So it wasn't the end of the world. So again, hopefully you're enjoying this podcast. I did want to follow up on the podcast that I initially did on the day and the weekend that we had gone independent. I never really talked about the buildup between the day we decided to and then what we actually had to do. Keep in mind, if you're going to affiliate with a different firm or move into a what they call a turnkey office, and there's a lot of them, our office can be used as a turnkey if, if advisors are interested, which is where we help you basically do all of that stuff and you don't have to worry about that. That's a good thing for advisors that are wanting to make that move. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and look forward to seeing some of your comments and look forward to seeing you on the next one. Thank you.